Woo! You are tuned into the Great Escape. The Great Escape. Now, on to CT's Corner of the Sky. If you're here and you're tuned in, you are at the right place. And you have also exhibited a sense of taste because you are back. Tune into another episode of The Great Escape with CT. I'm your host, CT. And um, pleased to be back in the studio, as always. Uh, you know, there's no place to rather be. Um, have you all downloaded Disney Plus? And I'm asking because is there anybody who can perhaps lend me their account? Because, or you know, actually, on second thought, I don't need it because this is yet another distraction that I don't need. Because, uh, with Disney Plus launched this past week, and I, I've heard that they got record breaking, um, account. Oh, I'm sorry, I need to put my phone down. Um, they've, they've got. A, a, a number of people who have assigned or signed up for accounts. I think it was over a million that was, was reported, if I, if I remember that correctly. Um, so, yes, it's been a success. And I really, my, my roommate asked me earlier this week when it launched, he was like, do you want to go have these on a Disney Plus account? And I've been hesitant to do so because I don't need that distraction in my life. I'm already distracted enough by all that I have going on. So, uh, you know, for right now, I think that it's best that I just, until I get this multimedia presentation together, which I've been stressing about all week, uh, I think that it's best that I just, um, I stick to the distractions that I already have right now. I've been, I've been been watching Pose all week long. Um, I've really just needed to, um, that's a series that I just, I find that I so identify with, um, and, and re-watching it back is just uh, such a magical experience. Shout out to to Ryan Murphy and Stephen Canals, is that and, and Janet Mock. They really they stuck their foot in that, and um, I I feel that so many you know of us black queer people can just relate to the series, and it, it just speaks to us on uh, a number of fronts. But in any event, um, yes, I also feel that. Uh, I need to, I would be remiss if not to um, talk about the, the school shooting that transpired yesterday in Santa Clarita, uh, the Saugus High School. There was two fatalities and, you know, I think that so many of us are, are, are desensitized. I've, I've spoken about this on, a, on this podcast a number of times and all I can do is sigh and just say that my prayers and my thoughts and um, my energy is, is just with um, all of those who have been affected. It's, 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 it's always so disheartening to think about these events that are transpiring. These are real people and real lives that are being impacted. And um, I think that, again, I just, I, every time I just have to stress that it's incumbent upon us, the people, we the people, to... Um, keep our foots on the elected officials necks and the NRA to just to to strive for a better world and um so yeah I just I I couldn't you know talk about or, or crack a microphone and not acknowledge what's really going on in this world so just just know Santa Clarita I'm thinking about you 
Um, in addition, it, 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 you know, I come in here and most nights, I guess recently, and it, it's Friday night or it's actually, we're about to transition or we have transitioned actually it's 1203 to Saturday morning. Um, you know, today was, <laughs> it happens to be November 16th and you know what that means. This marks the year anniversary to the, the album caution, you know, y- y'all know I'm a lamb. So I just have to. Fangirl out because it's been a year since Caution's been out, and that's it's just Mariah Carey's album, her fifteenth studio album. For those of you who aren't lambs and just don't know, and I'm 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 so even a, a year later, this body of work, you all, it's it's still so fresh. If you haven't listened, go ahead and listen because a lot of you all have let this. You know, y'all have slept on Caution, y'all have slept on Mariah Carey until it's you know this time of year, but. She is just such a master at what it is that she does. I'm just so, I, I, she's just so splendid, Mariah Carey. I, I'm so infatuated by her. And um, yes, yeah, get that album. And when you listen to it, listen to Eighth Grade, because that literally, that is the song of of my life. Like when I listen to that album, Eighth Grade just speaks to me on such such a deep emotional level. And I'm sure that it will speak to a lot of you all if you're able to read between the lines. Um, that song... Honestly, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it's it's really changed my life. Mariah has this this way of bringing us back to I think a, a certain period or a certain feeling that we've experienced, and um, she just her she's just so masterful as a songwriter. Um, and and eighth grade really is just a, a song that really made me have to sit in a corner with a seatbelt and just kind of dig through and compartmentalize certain feelings that I guess I I, I really didn't realize that I, I really hadn't worked through. Um, so, but any, in any event, um, to move into the stories of the week, because I think that it's actually relevant, because like I said, I'm, you know, this is a Friday night, and, you know, I'm here, and there's honestly no place that I, I would rather be than behind the microphone. This is such a special thing to me. Um, and, and I think there's somebody who can relate to that and that's Mr. Shia LaBeouf. Um, now this week while sitting with fellow actress Kristen Stewart for an edition of Inside the Actors Studio, Shia LaBeouf and Kristen Stewart for that matter had quite the poignant conversation, uh, about what has drawn them to their craft and how it fuels them. For LaBeouf, he opened up about what, uh, how he has struggled in life Outside of the set, Uh, he said, and I quote, the most intimate moments of my whole life have happened on set. I don't know if there's anything more intimate than creating something with somebody. I think I am deeply dissatisfied with life. End quote. Shia has been or he's, he's had a turbulent last few years making headlines for his erratic behavior. Uh, There's been a string of arrests, uh, stints in rehab and, uh, if you all can recall, he was wearing a paper bag over his face at the red carpet appearance back in 2014 that, that read, I'm not famous anymore, to, just to name a few. And um, so, you know, I watched, there was this video because uh, the page six had reported this story. I, it came across my timeline this week and, it, you know, it caught my eye because a particular someone had, you know, reposted it. And, and uh, so it piqued my interest and. I really enjoy the conversation that Shia and Kristen Stewart had because they were both talking just about how deeply the two have invested and have been moved by their work. And, you know, as as one who is also a creative, which is that's not, you know, a title that I place upon myself, but that somebody else has placed upon me. Um, I really can identify with 
just uh, how this craft, how much it means to you and, and what it does for you. And I can only just hope to continue to grow and to continue to... They both had very beautiful responses to just how this medium or or they are their craft of of um acting has impacted and fulfilled them and they, they both gave such beautiful responses i would i would really implore each of you listening to check that out um after you listen to this podcast that is um because they really they said a lot of things that were of value i think um and you know when you really think about actors and just their lives and, and the toll of an actor, you know, being immersed in a role and eventually um, taken out of. Oh, hold on, I'm looking at my notes. Well, yeah, because there is the role, and then there's the um, to be taken out of their role, and it's it's proven for many people. You know, we could talk about even Heath Ledger. You know, the, the Joker in the Batman series committing suicide and just how dedicated and determined you have to be in your craftsmanship to more specifically, because I can only speak as a broadcaster, but as an actor, I don't know what that's like to immerse yourself in uh, a script and, you know, uh, this this particular um, just uh, set of events and things and, and, and how that that moves you and to have to dedicate yourself to that. Um I think that on a fundamental level, it speaks to just the escapism that I think that we're all seeking. Shout out to just, and that speaks to just even the name of my my podcast, The Great Escape, you know, the intimacy and uh, the sting of having to perhaps return back to reality. And Shia was just saying some very interesting things just in terms of how, you know, acting has been uh, a conduit to love and you know, how when he experiences things, because, you know, again, The Great Escape, which is, again, I'm, I'm only speaking from my own purview, but this is, you know, a solo project. This is a one-man band. It's just me, myself, and I, my own committee. And so I can't imagine, you know, the connection you must have to those who you are creating something with, like he said. And um, he, he was just saying a lot of things that were very relatable, um, cause there is something so special about what it is that you put your heart into and, and, and just the act of creating. And, um, so the, that was just very interesting. And I, I, again, I just think he said some things that were very poignant and that just kind of touched me and that I would hope that you all would listen to. Um, and you know, he's, he's nothing like he used to be. He's not, what's his name? What role did he play on the Even Stevens? Um, <laughs> Because he, he's all growing up now and he got that beard. And I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to <sighs> objectify, but he was mm-hmm, moving on. But yes, um, and actually it was Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart rather, who said, uh, po- take up a pottery class. You know, that that's just the answer to all. She said that facetiously, but I guess there is something about taking a pottery class up. And I guess that's supposed to help in this existential crisis of his that he was just discussing in his interview. But um, I just felt the need to bring that into the conversation because I just felt that it was um, something to be talked about. Um, I think it's beautiful that they have something to pour into and something that drives them, something that fulfills them, that makes their cup runneth over. And I think that it's, you know, we could all only aspire to find that thing that makes us feel, I don't know, alive. 
And um, I don't know that that just that that opens us up in a way that perhaps nothing else in life does. Um, so just shout out to them. And again, uh, look out for that clip of them. They really said some some very interesting things um, to move on and other news. Oh, God, my sis, Miss Tamar. Tamar. And this is actually a PSA to all of you. Put down social media because if you all, and I talked about this with Gina Her- or uh, Rodriguez, if you all would put down social media, half of the half of y'all would still have jobs, really. But um, so <sighs> earlier this week, singer Tamar Braxton made some comments that spawned an uproar. Per the usual. So in one of her classic post and delete spells, the singer stated, quote, The truth is, ladies, that these dudes out here really do be gay. It ain't enough money, beauty, hair, babies in the world to keep them. They want dick. Period. It's nothing wrong with you, but they will find every reason in the world to make you not good enough. If he lays with you for three, four, ten days and he don't touch you, it's not you. He want a man. And that's on my mama. Many, specifically within the LGBTQ plus community, uh, who are also just very keen uh, in on picking up on certain undertones and rhetoric, such as this, took issue with seeing uh, it as irresponsible, narrow-minded, and even laced in homophobia, if you can believe it. Now, um, you know, (sighs) Tamar, like, it's just like, this is yet another reason why, like, Tamar just continues to be her worst enemy and why she can't just have nice things. Now, I'm a Tamar, and I've spoken about this before. I love Tamar. I feel that, you know, I love her personality. uh, That, oh, not again. I apologize, y'all. We just had a little issue with in terms of audio in the studio. Um, but yes, Tamar, there's just something about her that just really strikes a chord with me. I don't know if it's because she's the baby of her family and I'm the baby of my family, if you couldn't tell already. And there's just something that I just identify with her about. And also, it helps that, girl, that voice of hers is anointed. Like, Tamar, and I think that this is such like the, a common... Um, takeaway of hers is that she really is not given the credit that she's due. But like many have mentioned, you know, her sisters on the Braxton Family Values, everybody who's really in her circle have have basically said that the reason why she hasn't really been able to ascend to certain heights in her careers is on account of that damn mouth of hers, um, which I think in this story we're speaking to. So I think that what she was saying really, it speaks to women and uh, we can even speak more specifically to black women and just the, the tension that's that's there between them and with gay men uh and it, it prompts me to question what is the root uh you know it, it might i think it's a, mis- a misconception to think that women are more ex- accepting of, of of gay men and that you know straight men tend to be more homophobic which i I don't know if that's a misconception, but um, it seems to be that this 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 tension is rooted in perhaps there's this idea that gay men are maybe taking away from the dating pool. I don't know if that's that's what it's steeped in. There was a great article that I was reading, and I maybe I need to pull it up 
just that that speaks to I was reading it on on Twitter because <laughs> Tamar she really stepped in it and I think that it's in part because I think her tweeting or or posting this on Instagram it was unwise of her given that a great you know sector of her fan base is rooted in gay men and uh her you know Tamar's really sort of taken off on borrowing and biting off of black queer culture, our vernacular, you know, the shade and the yes and speaking in third person. She, this, you know, like, like she does. Um, that's, that's part of, 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 of her, her shtick. Um, but again, just to speak to the implications of this way of thinking, uh, if, you know, a man isn't perhaps aroused or looking to engage in sexual activity, horny, um, there is it's almost seen as though there's something wrong with him and i think that's what people were really alarmed by that that she was kind of implying by this tweet you know why is it alarming to think that you know a man isn't trying to get with you uh you know why does a man always have to be horny why 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 is it weird if a man isn't trying to engage in sexual activity you know maybe there's something else that's going on emotionally that you might be need to you know hey bae you know what's what's going on type thing um i think that we just have a very in general myopic way of thinking as it pertains to men we're much more dynamic dynamic sorry my my roommate offered to take me to the liquor store this weekend and i don't know how to say no and my my kid my liver is literally (sighs) enduring so much for it but in any event uh tamar i just think that you know (laughs) and i hate that word i keep saying drinking game anytime that i say you know Take a sip because I've been told that I say it a lot. And yes, I do. And many of you all do also, but you don't have a mic sitting in front of you, so you're probably not even cognizant of it. But to get back on track, uh, there's been a lot of people who actually did agree with what Tamar said. Uh, I find that most of them were cishet people. And uh, they a common denominator that I've been seeing is, you know, a lot of people feel that there is this LGBT sensitivity uh, anytime that there's something that's going on and the LGBTQ plus community is, you know, kind of up in, in an uproar about it, there is it's followed by, why are y'all so sensitive? You know, it's just like, it's, it's weird. And um, I don't think that there... I, I, and it's always alarming when it comes from other communities who are, you know, minorities or of color because there's there's just so many parallels between the two and i it's uh, it's always so interesting to see that people are <clears throat> excuse me i'm i uh who are unable to just see the very clear parallel that exists um i don't think that it i mean and i don't know perhaps you can even say that i'm biased but i don't think that it's that queer communities are biased so much so that it is that um, cishet people need to just be more There, there's a lack of just on a very humanistic level we're all human and you know we're marginalized in the LGBTQ plus community so perhaps we are a bit more hypersensitive to certain things but I think that there is a validity to it because um, just the world that we live in and the fact that stigmas exist it is what it is but um it it also speaks to outrage culture and um it can be very difficult because 
it feels like every other day that we're reading somebody the right act and reading them the rights, ripping them, you know, a new asshole because of something like inflammatory or incendiary that they've said. And uh, we all step in it. And even (laughs) our former president was speaking about cancel culture and how there's just this like willingness and this openness to call people out because I guess in some way that that makes you feel better about yourself that to, to you know I guess be woke we get brownie points from being conscious um I think that it's sometimes the detriment of that is that um it takes away from when there really is something to be outraged about because we're so you know just ready to call out what we see or deem to be something that's problematic. But Tamar, I definitely feel like she she deserved the the as much as although I'm a fan, she deserved to be to be read for this because this was this was some bullshit. And I hope that it just uh it it, it makes some of you all just just think a little bit more. How about that? We'll just we'll stick a pin there because I feel like we could just go on and on and on. But to move on, in other news... Ooh, I feel like I keep hitting the microphone and it keeps moving. Okay. Uh, everybody needs to leave Naturi Naughton the hell alone. Now, and I'm sticking my pinky out at one person in particular. Curtis James Jackson III uh, has continued his weird harassment of his co-star Naturi Naughton... Uh, after apologizing for making fun of her looks, Curtis posted yet another unflattering meme attempting to poke fun at Naturi's hairline. What has she done to anyone? That's literally, like, uh, the takeaway I've been getting. Like, this woman has had to endure so much. Uh, she gave a very classy clap back uh, at 50 Cent. That's what I'm speaking about. Because he's just... She said, and I quote, there's so much I want to say, but you don't even have an Instagram account. So why waste my characters or come out my character? Oh, but do pick up a copy of my upcoming book. Hashtag what not to do when you're a boss. Hashtag I'm not a character. Hashtag I'm a real person. Hashtag I'm a woman. Hashtag I'm a black woman. Um... My good, you know, Naturi Naughton, I, I really take up for her because we have a special connection. She actually, she's my, she's my, my Seton Hall alum. We we went to the same undergraduate school and you know, she's a black girl, I'm a black boy. And I, I, I you know, I, I feel that level of connection to her. Um, Somebody else, some, some executive needs to, to step in at this point, I feel, because this is not conducive to a positive work environment. Uh, if you ask me, HR, where y'all at? Because this this is ridiculous. Um, hold on. Uh, now, in addition to this, there was some shade following from Lil' Kim. This is on, unrelated to 50 Cent. He's just an asshole and stupid and just inflammatory. And he likes to pick on women, which I don't, I don't understand. Um, he... If anything, he needs to worry about why it is that his son doesn't want to engage with him. And judging by the way that he's interacting with his co-star on the show, it's it's no surprise to wonder why. But 
I digress. So Lil' Kim in an, uh, a Hollywood Unlocked interview this week, she was really just coming for Naturi for no reason. And it was over uh, Naturi. She played Lil' Kim in the, there was this biopic of uh, Biggie. Um, I think it was Notorious B.I.G. Is that the name of the, the movie? It had Godzilla Bassett in it. Angela Bassett. I call her Godzilla Bassett. Um, back in 2009, so a decade ago. And, and Lil' Kim is still harboring a grudge over her being depicted by Lil' Kim. And my message to Lil' Kim, if you're listening, your issue is not with your sister, as Iyanla says. Um, it's... It's very clear to me that Little Kim takes issue with Naturi Naughton because she is dark skinned and because she is depicting Lil Kim in this film. And to me, it just speaks to Lil Kim's continued issue that she has with herself. Uh, Lil Kim is it, it's not Naturi's fault that you don't like the fact that you are a brown skinned girl and no. No makeup, no lighting is going to take away from the fact that that's who you are at your essence. That's how God made you. Uh, you can look, I'm, I'm sure you own a photo album. And if not, there is a, a full archive of you prior to all this work you had done to show that you are indeed a darker skinned woman. And you need to really look in the mirror and address that. Because being a colorist, you know, is it Naturi's fault that, you, listen, back in the day, yes. Faith Evans and Biggie took up with each other, okay? And, and and he left you for a light-skinned woman. And you know what? A lot of us have to kind of take that beat and, 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 and we're left to compartmentalize the fact that our men, black men, or just men in general, prefer a Becky or a knockoff to a Becky, which is a lighter-skinned woman. But your issue is not with your sister. You mad! You mad at a woman for what a man is doing! And that's the problem with so many black women and women, period. Okay. So ad address that within yourself because it's, it's very ridiculous. And, and it's just so clear to me what your issue is. Like this, this, this unnecessary shade. Oh my goodness. It's like, ugh. and sorry, I just, I just have so much respect for her. Um, you know, she's had to, in this industry, <laughs> endure a hot plate of KFC to the face unruly co-workers and unnecessary shade from your sister but continue to prosper uh naturi and 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 you just keep pushing forward because they can't stop you they never have and it's just so unnecessary like there's so many people that y'all could be giving all this bs to but y'all just choose it, it's ridiculous to me be leave her alone to move on now, after being stricken with a case of the social anxiety, it appears that the kitchen is a little too hot for upcoming star Summer Walker, and perhaps it's time that she considers an a alternate career path because this line of work may be pr proving to be more than she can handle. Now, after speaking openly about her struggles acclimating to a life in the spotlight, Summer Walker has decided that Nine Cities is all that she can offer of her upcoming tour, deciding to cut it short from, I believe it was originally 29 cities. Um, now, given the strain it's having on her emotionally, that's, that's really what it's steeped in. Sympathy and understanding has been granted sparingly given that 
No one has forced Miss Walker to enter the entertainment industry and given her frequent social media bursts, sharing her struggles along with a seeming lack of interest both on stage and during meet and greets with fans. It's begged the question whether we expect too much from our artists and whether or not uh, the, the general public incite a sense of ownership. Ooh. Um, now, I think it's it's fair to say that celebrities in this day and age are more accessible than ever. You know, we've got social media, we've got uh, what, what's really just uh, uh, unprecedented access to them in a manner in which that's perhaps unhealthy for them and even for us. And given that, you know, nothing moves without an audience, how it, it really does make the question, how much is owed to the supporters, the people that go out to stream or even those who still go out and physically purchase albums and support, you know, your work? Um, you know, I, I, I do have to say that I, I don't want to take away from Summer Walker's condition. I don't want to water down or belittle the fact that she she does deal with social anxiety and that's a very real thing although i feel that it's become very trite in our generation because we were for us who are involved in generation z born after 1994 um immersed in social media a lot of us do seem to to, to suffer from that i think that it, it is steeped in a lack of, of social or just human connection to to take a page out of abby Hussman's book um but yeah, I do think that there is an entitlement to certain artists and we do maybe expect uh, so much and then some from them. And it's important to recognize that these are people. These are real people. And just to take that into account. However, um, Summer Walker, if you're listening, nobody's holding a gun to your head, beloved. Like you don't have to do this. Uh, and perhaps you're finding that this this isn't for you. Uh, as talented as you are and as much as perhaps you, I don't know, you know, I don't know, know much about Summer Walker. I'm not familiar with a lot of these new kids on the scene. Um, I'm sure that I, I have heard a couple of her her songs before, but um, again, the kitchen might be too hot for her and, and that's okay. But um, I do feel that as though there is a professional obligation, although, to be upheld. And Nothing moves, again, like I said, without an audience. If there's not people who are supporting what it is that you do, we wouldn't, We, as talented as you are, none of it would matter. Um, so you do owe a level of respect and admiration for those who choose to support you. Um, because it was even being reported that Summer Walker was on stage checking her phone and there's been a lot of backlash about meet and greets and how she's been very standoffish and to herself and again the social anxiety i get it but maybe it's time that maybe you need to be a bank teller as opposed to uh, an artist because this ain't this is not cut out for everyone so summer i'm wishing you the best and fans we're just keeping to it Keep in the back of your mind, these are very real people and they, and they have very real struggles and they're struggling just like the rest of you all. So just be a bit more empathetic and sympathetic. 
I spoke real fast today. I'm surprised it's, it's only we only 30 minutes. I should have came with another story, girl. I've been talking like a damn auctioner. I just I've been I've been running my damn mouth. But um to get into the final segment, the spiritual nourishment. Um <coughs> my spiritual nourishment this week, all I want to really just express to you all is to cling to life a little bit harder. Uh, in the wake of, again, Santa Clarita, the best way, I think, to pay tribute to those who have or for perhaps can't cling to life um, anymore is, is to just appreciate life that much more and to just... I feel that so often we just take life for granted. You know, that, that next breath that we have, that next moment, we just kind of expect it to happen. And, you know, life isn't... It's not guaranteed to any one of us. Um, anything can happen. We're, I think that it's clear that we're living in very just scary times. And um, I just want to implore you all to, again, cling to life just just, just that much more. Love, love and, 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 and hold on to your loved ones that much more. Appreciate the dawn of a new day that much more. And, and just, just take none of it for granted because you never know what's around the corner and when it, when it's your time i don't mean to get cryptic but i just want to really just stress that um no date is guaranteed and you know we all have an expiration date on this earth so try to align yourself with whatever it is that you you feel fervently and passionately about like i spoke about shy the buff and kristen stewart earlier try to find that thing that it is that really brings you to life and immerse yourself in life that much more f- for those and to pay tribute to those who who no longer have that luxury. Believe in yourself and all that you do. Have a vision and see it through. Thank you for listening. <laughs>